topics you care about by people you trust. This is The Risk Perspective, your healthcare cybersecurity, privacy, audit, and compliance podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Frickle, and now for the show. Hello, welcome back to The Risk Perspective. I'm Lauren Frickle, your host, and today I'm joined by Andrew Mahler, Synergistics VP of Privacy and Compliance. Hi, Andrew. Hey, Lauren. Good to talk to you. Welcome back to The Risk Perspective. It's been a while. Thank you for having me. We're here today because in direct response to the Supreme Court ruling on Dobbs versus Jackson, in which the Supreme Court overturned the right to abortion, both the Biden administration and the Department of Health and Human Services secretary called on HHS agencies to take action to protect data privacy. So in response to all of that, the OCR issued new guidance to help protect providers and patients seeking reproductive health care. We're here today to talk about that OCR guidance. Andrew, can you kick us off by providing us with some background? Sure. You know, obviously this ruling in Dobbs versus Jackson, it's led to lots and lots of questions and confusion for healthcare providers across the country. It also has contributed to some confusion among patients and people seeking healthcare as to what type of data needs to be protected and and secured. So something to keep in mind here is that at this point, there are various state laws that have either severely restricted or almost banned abortion after this decision. And we expect a number of states to be moving in that direction as well. Of course, there will be litigation around that on both sides, and we'll likely continue to add to some of that confusion. And part of that is confusion about reporting, reporting data about healthcare services and patients, notifying others, and other types of, uh, of disclosures. And having seen this guidance, I think we're aware that HHS sees some of these concerns and questions from patients and providers, especially within the reproductive healthcare setting, and wants to really help people understand how to protect data and, and keep it secure. And in response to these concerns and the call from the Biden administration and the HHS secretary, the OCR issued guidance, and that really brings us to why we're here today, to outline what that guidance addresses. So, Andrew, can you tell us what this new guidance specifically addresses and states? Yes. So what's interesting about this guidance from OCR is that it's really it's really twofold. There's two different sets of guidance that, that they released. The first is guidance that's directed primarily towards healthcare providers and providing them with clarifications about how they can use and disclose information, specifically PHI, which is healthcare data covered by HIPAA. And then OCR also issued another guidance document that's directed towards patients and consumers and their families about how they can take steps to keep information that may not be protected by HIPAA, like information on their phones and devices, secured and and private. All right. Thank you. So does this guidance in HIPAA apply to everybody? The short answer is no. And as a quick reminder to our listeners out there, the HIPAA privacy rule provides a federal floor for privacy protections. And really what that means is that state laws that are contrary to HIPAA are preempted by federal requirements unless there are certain exceptions that apply or if the state laws provide greater protections around the privacy and security of data. So in this case, we're looking primarily at at HIPAA-covered entities 
policies and specifically HIPAA-covered providers as well as potentially health plans, those organizations that are maintaining and storing protected health information. Are there any requirements to disclosing information or PII that HIPAA addresses? You know, what's interesting about requirements, Lauren, is that HIPAA only requires disclosures of protected health information in two circumstances. The first, there's a provision that requires disclosures of PHI to HHS itself. And then there is another requirement uh, and provision around the individual right of access to access their information. So those are really the two required types of disclosures that exist within the HIPAA rules and regulations. And it's really important to emphasize all of the other types of disclosures that can be made under HIPAA are permitted disclosures. So HIPAA doesn't require them. State laws may require them, but but HIPAA does not. Thanks, Andrew. And going back to this OCR guidance, does it address anything on exceptions to HIPAA disclosures? It does. Um, It's important to reiterate here that Covered entities, you know, covered healthcare providers in particular, at least in this context, they're only allowed to use and disclose PHI without an individually signed authorization in a few different circumstances. So really what what this means is if we're going to disclose any PHI, we generally need an authorization from the patient. But of course, HIPAA has many carve-outs to that, many exceptions, and those exceptions can be pretty detailed. So this particular guidance that was issued is focusing on some of the standards and and requirements in the privacy rule that are probably going to come up more and more frequently. And those exceptions are things like disclosures of PHI as required by law, like mandatory reporting requirements uh, under state law, uh, disclosures for law enforcement purposes, and also disclosures of PHI to avert serious threats to health or safety. And these are really called out specifically because because there's certainly going to be confusion around when an organization must disclose PHI or turn that data over to someone else. OCR clarifies, for example, that when certain requests are not accompanied by a valid court order or mandate, providers are not permitted under HIPAA to release that information. In another example, OCR provides us with a case where a provider you know, wants to report a certain healthcare statement to law enforcement in an attempt to prevent an abortion from taking place, and, and OCR reiterates that the private privacy rule would not permit that type of disclosure of PHI to law enforcement. So really trying to give, you know, not just the rules in this guidance, but also provide some examples that are probably going to come up more and more frequently. So continuing with what the June 29th guidance outlines, let's talk about personal devices. I know just with the shift of COVID, a lot of folks are using their smartphones, tablets, and personal devices to seek healthcare. And I understand that there are public privacy concerns on using devices, apps, and trackers. Can you outline a little bit of what the guideline says in regards to that? Sure. Yeah, what this guidance is is really getting at is the concept that there is a lot of data about you, about us, floating around on devices and and applications and, and being held by other companies that is not protected by HIPAA. And so OCR is issuing some guidance in, in this case to really help people protect and, and manage their data. I mean, we, we know there's an app for everything. We know that companies are monitoring and storing data about us for a variety of reasons. When you think about some of the fears that people have about how their data is being protected and secured, particularly within, you know, not just the healthcare context, but also within the reproductive context, it can certainly cause not just confusion, 
confusion, but also fear. And some of that fear is based on, you know, what law enforcement or what a state can request or require or obtain from a company when that company or organization may not be required to comply with HIPAA. So the guidance gives us really a number of steps that individuals can take to really protect their data on their phones in particular. So things like how to turn off location services, some best practices for different applications and certain types of browsers and search engines. And I think many of us may have incorporated some of these into our lives already, but I, I really encourage everybody to take a look and see if maybe there are some things that they can do to protect data about them that frankly HIPAA can't protect for them. Great. Thanks, Andrew. So how does this impact hospital privacy departments immediately? If I'm a chief privacy officer, what would I advise my staff on? And are there any resources besides this official guidance out there that folks can refer to right now? I would encourage if you're in leadership or if you're in, in privacy or compliance, certainly that you view this guidance that was issued. I also think it's it's really important for your staff who are on the front line. So those that are responding to requests from law enforcement, for example, you know, people that may be responsible for responding to court orders or, or subpoenas or those that are doing public health reporting or other types of mandatory reporting. We really want to make sure that those offices and those people really understand what HIPAA requires and, and what HIPAA permits. And of course, any state law that may be applicable as well. But again, OCR is really wanting to remind us here that there really is a, a clear federal floor of privacy protections here, at least for PHI. Thanks, Andrew. I think you're right and want to highlight that good piece of advice for staff and executives is the need to stay informed and on top of new guidance and clarification. Yeah, you know, you really can't emphasize enough effective training and education for staff and the importance of really taking a look at your policies and procedures on some type of a periodic basis to make sure that things like how we're doing public health reporting or mandatory reporting, what's the process for that and whether or not it complies with the rules and laws. Thanks, Andrew. And I mean, even in just developing news, it's to my understanding the Federal Trade Commission came out with a new announcement. Can you give us a little update on how that connects to this picture? Yeah, there have actually been several of these. The the FTC most recently issued some guidance really stating and emphasizing the fact that the FTC is committed to enforcing its rules against certain types of of illegal use and, and sharing of very sensitive data. So we're seeing the FTC start to take a more aggressive approach around data enforcement. We've also seen an executive order come from the White House. Part of that executive order is requiring HHS as a whole to take a look at ways that it can support reproductive health care and particularly looking at the privacy rule to see if there are some additional provisions that can be added or, or clarifications that can be provided to help people understand how to protect the privacy and, and security of not just protected health information that, that's health data, but specifically reproductive health care data. With that, and on the other side of this topic, what if you're an individual or another entity who believes that a HIPAA-covered entity or business associate violated your health information privacy rights? What do you do? We've got a couple different options. One option is you can file a complaint directly with your healthcare provider. You should be able to find the contact information for the privacy officer on your provider's website. Another option is you can file a complaint directly with the Office for Civil Rights. You can do that through their website. You'll find lots of helpful instructions about how to how to file complaints there. Okay, awesome. Thanks, Sandra. We're coming to an end. Can you close us out with a brief summary again of the June 29th, 2022 OCR guidance? Yeah, sure. So the guidance is really intended to do a couple different things. The first is to address how HIPAA as a federal law protects private 
sensitive medical information as PHI. You know, really that's helping covered entities like providers and, and health plans understand when they're required to make certain disclosures or when they're simply permitted or when certain types of disclosures are prohibited. Uh, and, and they provide some examples, of course. And then the second piece of guidance is really geared more towards individuals, providing them with helpful information about how to protect data that is not covered by HIPAA, so data that's being sent to other organizations and used in different types of, of health tracking applications, health tracking devices. Devices and, and other applications that, that are storing information about about your sensitive healthcare. All right. Thanks, Andrew. Really appreciate your perspective and expertise on this comprehensive and developing subject. I'm so happy you were here. Thank you for having me. And I, I mean, I, I think we know that, that there's going to continue to be a lot of activity as different agencies and organizations and people are navigating some of these complex questions and issues and, and fears. So looking forward to talking more about this with you in the future. And in no to our listeners, we will link a few resources in the show notes of this episode just to reference and refer to, including a link to that official guidance. We will continue to monitor news and updates surrounding the subject. So with that, thank you so much to our listeners for listening.